This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Abraham Saki with the Word of God. This morning, I think I've said what I need to say. We continue, we continue with our, our series on holiness. I think today marks the last, last of it. We're not saying that we finished with holiness. No, holiness continues. As a Ghanaian, we say it continues unabated. It goes on and on and on. That is our calling, to be holy. But I want to speak on the subject, aspects of holiness, corporate or collective holiness. Corporate or collective hoping, um, holiness. When I talk corporate, I want to talk about, I'm not talking about the corporation. I would explain it as we go along. So far as we've spoken, we have limited ourselves to individual holiness. My personal responsibility. That is how we have approached it. We haven't done anything wrong. We did it the right way. But as we said, there are aspects to holiness. And I think that we need to understand the, 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 the implications of things that we do. How many times have people said to you, leave me alone, it's my life. If I think there's a, there's, there's, there's a song, it's my life. It's your life, yeah. It's your life, but your life affects me. You see how? you find out very soon. So the question now, in fact, someone said, will my, will my actions, are they, the word is, are they liable, liable to affect you? They may not always, but is there, is there a chance that my actions would affect you? Without even taking it into, into the spiritual realms, somebody goes out and uh, recklessly and picks up an infection and brings it home. And the word is, you brought it home. Yep. I'm not going to try and to be melodramatic, but I think it's important for us to understand this. So when we talk of the collective or the corporate whole, if you go to slide three, we talk in the corporate talks about done by or characteristic of individuals acting together, a joint identity, the collective mind, the corporate good. So we are talking about identifiable groups. This morning, in our prayer meeting over there, we're speaking to the, uh, to the, to the presbytery, and whilst we are there as a presbytery, we are a collective whole. In fact, can you say, I, wrote, I keep on saying collective whole, and I change it. It sounds tautology, does it? A collective talks about the whole. Listen, uh, is it correct? Or is it, is, it's correct. I can say the collective whole. So why did I think that it was tautology? If you know, if you know a little bit sometimes, um, that's what bothers you. I said I know it, but if I said a lot, I oh, he's boasting, no. So we talk about the collective as opposed to the individual. And we would understand it as we go along. I've got a quite, quite a fair bit written. I know that I've not finished it, but listen, if you want to have more, the, the notes will be on the, on, the, on, the, on the website and then go, go read it, you know? Listen to this. If you go to like, my, my objectives, we are supposed to be our brother or our sister's keeper. Have you forgotten about this? Am I my brother's keeper? As a, your friend, not mine, your friend, your friend came, said to God, he said, when it comes to birthdays, it's your friend and not mine. Am I my brother's keeper? If we are to be true to this, then we must bear in mind the consequences of our actions on others. Back in the day, we used to speak of uh, actions of commission and actions of uh, omission. What you do, you commit it. What you refuse to do, you omit. 
The good we got to do, we do not do it. And the bad we ought not to do, then we, 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 we do that. So what am I seeking this morning is to call us, to remind us, for those online, for those offline, for those in person and those out of person, whatever you are, it's a call for us to realize that no man is an island. And if I seek your good, and if I seek the good of community, then I must be very, very careful. I'm going to look at, uh, I think, four instances in the Bible. I will not be able to go through the whole lot of it. So we're going to look at the scene of Achan. I wonder how many of us know about Achan. Not know him, I say about Achan. And you should know about Achan if you read your Bible. And then we'll, read, we'll look at the, the rebellion, what's called the rebellion of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Actually, when you read scripture, this one I was just checking, if you, go to, if, 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 if you read Jude, they talk about the rebellion of Korah. There were three people, actually there were four people who started something bad. But the Bible says it's the rebellion of Korah because Korah was a ringleader. Please, be careful who you are allowed to lead you down the ditch. Some of us, I must be very, very careful what I say now. I must calm myself down. But we are so timid. And people hold us as well by the nose and they drag us down. Oh, he is this and he is that. He is taking you down to your death. Don't follow him. Do a runner. Do the Otilo, as they say. But Korah led a group. We'll come to that. We'll come to that now. Then, of course, we talk about the sins of Ophni and Phineas. You know them? Yeah, you went to school with them, didn't you? Ophni and Phineas. We look at, look at very briefly because I am doing this. You say, why are you saying briefly? Because I'm only having one stab at this subject. And I want you to see the, 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 the little bits and pieces that, that, that makes it what it is. I will talk just two seconds on the letter to the seven churches. So let's go to slide eight and I'll go out like brutal. I'll go very fast. Let's look at, let's, 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 let's look at a guy called Achan. This happened under the leadership of Joshua. Joshua, who took over from uh, Moses. And you know, when Joshua took over the mantle, God spoke to Joshua and said, listen, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Would you like God to speak those words in your life? Hey, speak to me when I speak about you. Would you not like it? I would like God to say to me, Abraham Saki, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. But he was not talking about inside. He was talking about outside. Otherwise, it makes you a demagogue and can do what you want. So God said that, God, said that, God, God gave that, that um, promise or assurance to, to, to Joshua. And so after the, battle of Jer after the battle of Jericho, I'm trying to paraphrase and go, after the battle of Jericho or during the battle of Jericho, there was a command that was given. The command said, do not touch the accursed You know exactly, I am... Go to, go to, go to, okay. Go to slide eight. Let's look at this thing called the accursed thing. Joshua 6, 17 and 19. Please, when you go home, read it for yourself. I've highlighted it in red so that you can see. It says, now the city shall be doomed by the law to destruction. It and all who are in it. Listen carefully. Jericho was very... There was something about it. Israel didn't have to do anything. All that happened was they went round and round and round. And last day, boom, they shouted and the whole thing came down. And before that, God said, only Rahab the Halos shall live. She and all who are with her in the house because she hid the messengers that were sent. Now look at verse 18. Look at it carefully. 
The last time I asked you to read with me, it was made, you made a mess of it. Let, let's see if you can redeem yourself. Read verse 18 with me, please. Read it loudly. Nothing can be so clear as that. You say, but I'm saying that's Old Testament. Yes, of course, the Old Testament, the Old Testament makes, 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 it makes the Bible whole. Otherwise, you've got a New Testament and Old Testament. Don't touch it. And so the command went out. When the command went out, everybody heard. But Achan thought, oh no, I'm going to be clever. So they had finished with Jericho. They go into AI. Not A1, AI. They go to AI and they say, oh, let's go, let's go. It's going to be a walk in the park. That wasn't their scene. They got walloped. They lost 36 people. So they come back. And when they come back, if you're a, a God-fearing man, Joshua and his elders goes before the Lord and say, whoa, 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 something's not right over here. Did you not say to me that no man shall be able to stand before me all the days of my life? So what has happened? And Joshua began to, I tell you what, I cannot read what's on there for you because the time is very short, but go home and read it. So Joshua began to pray and say to God, what went wrong here, Father? What's wrong here? No, he wouldn't have called God Father then, but what went wrong then, God? And um, God said, why are you moping about the Something terrible has happened. Something. So the Lord said to Joshua, slide nine, get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned. And they have also, notice, notice carefully, Israel has sinned. And they have also transgressed my, my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the accursed things. No, they were accursed. And have both stolen and deceived. And they have also put it among their own stuff. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. Why, why could they not stand before their enemies? Because somebody in the camp was filthy. Somebody in the camp was not right. I may not be able to finish to say a lot, but uh, somebody within the camp. Somebody within the camp. Somebody within the camp. Somebody within the camp. The father has touched something he shouldn't touch. The mother has touched something he shouldn't touch. Somebody within the camp has touched something. And God comes along. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before the enemies, but turn their backs before the enemies because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursings from among you. Notice what he says, verse 11. Israel has sinned. The header says, one man's action equals national sin. The sin of one individual becomes the sin of Kennington. God forbid. But it does happen. Because some of us are just playing too clever. How dare you talk to me? And we do things we ought not to do. And people lead us by the nose and we know we shouldn't. But we are scared. And all we succeed in doing is bring calamity upon a whole, upon our families, upon others. If Achan does not, does not, does not convince you, nothing else will. Let me move on very quickly. So one man's sin becomes a national calamity. The problem that happened was that, the consequence was that it affected Joshua. Joshua lost the battle. Joshua was all over the place. He said, what is going on? It affected, it affected Israel. 
When it affected Israel badly, because 36 people, innocent people lost their lives. But then when they were caught and were identified, it affected his family also, because the whole lorry load of them were destroyed. So my question is, the question actually was, one man's, one person, not one man, one person's actions affects more than himself. Have you heard about the, the bad apple that spoils the, the barrel? The little foxes? Brothers and sisters, be careful with whom you associate. We don't talk these things anymore. Let me move on very, very quickly. Let's go to slide 12. The revolt of Korah, Datam, and Abiram. I will read it for you so I go very quickly. Eh? This was internal strife that arose as a result of the organized challenge on the authority of Moses and Nero. I said, organized challenge. Somebody sat down, somebody taught, and somebody conceived, and somebody said, this is what I'm going to do. And some of us in this place, people sit down, this is what we're going to do, and then we follow them. But Korah planned. Korah knew what he was doing. And he brought Abiram. And he brought data and they followed him. We will do well to note that one of the charges or sessions of Korah, the leader of the revolt, was to do with holiness and calling. He was talking of holiness. I'll read it to you in a second. This was organized revolt involving, the Bible says, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. So when they came up against Moses and Aaron, these were not riffraffs, you know, your usual riffraffs you run about with. These were the head fishes, whatever you want to call them, and they stand up and come against Moses. Mm -mm. The revolt was marked as representing the rights of the people which have been disadvantaged. Have been disadvantaged. Oh, I'm not doing it for myself, I'm doing it for the people. Oh, no, now lie, as a Nigerian would say, now lie. Chai. Terrible lies being used. What lofty ideas. Cora, why are you doing this? Our people are being downtrodden. Listen to what he says. Now Korah, the son of Isa, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, the Datan and Abiram, and the sons of Eliab, and, and on the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. They didn't go by themselves, they took men. And they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, you have you take too much upon, you, upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? This is lofty, very, very lofty, but it, was, it came out of the bosom of Satan himself, out of the death of a wicked, 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 wicked man. Let me move quickly. And Moses sent to call Dathan and Biram and sons of Eliab, but they said, we will not come up. Moses said, can you come? We're not coming. That was the height of insolence. Insolence. When you see insolence, call it insolence. Don't call it by any other name. That's why we are where we are. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? Look at that. Basically, what they were saying, they were challenging God. Because God said, that's what I'm going to do. They turned to Moses. Moses, look what you've done. You haven't, you, you haven't brought us nothing. Well, they failed to understand that the accusations was not against Moses, but against God himself. Moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men also? Come on, what are you talking about? Brothers, let me call it. I'm shouting. 
brothers and sisters, online and offline, don't follow the rebellion. Be wise. They will lead you down the ditch, the drain, where they, where they are themselves. Please note, often when the chosen are on slide 15, when the children of God are attacked, it is also to attack, attack on God himself. That G should be a capital G, not a small God, please. Remember what the Lord said to Samuel when Israel asked for a king? They said, they have not rejected you. They rejected me. You have brought us out of the land of, you brought us out of a land flowing with milk and honey. Shy. These were the same people who were crying to be let out of Egypt. Now they say Egypt was a land flowing with milk and honey. So God was a liar. Go and read myself. Brothers, sisters, friends, my actions, your actions, the actions of your husband. Mister, when you go out there and a lady sees you and says, hello, sushi boy, and gives you the eye, blah, 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 please don't go. Don't. You're going to bring something evil home. There is something upon that head. They're flattering eyes. Never mind. Let me move away from there. There's so much to be said. I want to move on very, very quickly. Let's leave this, for example. But go home and read number 16. Disassociate from the wicked. You know, when Moses calls up, he says, he says to them, leave their tents. Move away from their tents. And people began to move. And in all of these things, Korah was not afraid at all. I will leave that because I don't have time to do that. Go to slide 19. Few sin, the collective suffer. The dissatisfaction of a group of influential people results in the death of their families and tribes. Where there is sin, there is no holiness. Individual actions affecting the collective is a very devastating, uh, in a very devastating manner. Before you do something, please think. Before you sit down and have roast pasta, you're gonna roast the pasta this thing, because there are consequences. Let no one tell you any different. There are severe consequences. It doesn't make the people who are being criticized correct, but you be very careful. For me, what is quite interesting, I cannot move away from this. Moses had dealt with, or God had dealt with, uh, a challenge came. It was a shootout at, uh, at high noon. If you think you're watching this, uh, a shootout a shoot at a high, high, high noon. And um, the, the, the families of Korah, Abitam, and Dedan got swallowed up. But you know what happened? The following morning, the people rose up. Let me read to you. Go to slide 30. I said, don't forget the aftershock. Yeah? On the next day, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron, saying, you have killed the people of the Lord. Whoa! Hang on a second. Did you not see what happened? The, the ground opened. But he said, Moses, you have killed them. Hey, trouble come. As in Nigeria, we say, see me, see trouble. And that's what it was. And so God, this time, God said, no, I've had enough of these people. And there was, there, 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 there was something that began to rage through the, 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 the armies. A plague began. And then Moses, this very same Moses, began to intercede and beg God and say, please, please, please. Brothers and sisters, I don't know why I'm preaching this to you, but be careful for those who will lead you into a rebellion. They have sold themselves to Satan to begin with. Having sold themselves to Satan, they come back to drag you along. Wisen up. Don't touch your casting. Let's go and see this woman, that woman. And they give you something. You bring it to You hide it somewhere, just like Korah did. And then before you know, your children are having bad dreams. 
terrible dream. Something is chasing me. Yeah, you, you, you're carrying something that doesn't belong to you. Let me move on quickly. Go to slide 22. I call it Enter Ophini and Phineas. Now the sons of Eli were worthless men. Can you imagine me called worthless men? These were children of the priest. They were naughty boys. They were priests. When the women came to offer sacrifices, they slept the women who had come to offer sacrifices. How low can you fall? How low can you fall? And so God speaks uh, to their father in 1 Samuel 2, 29. says, why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering, which I'm on slide 22, the last bit, which I have commanded in my dwelling place, and honor your sons more than me to make yourselves fat with the best of all the offerings of Israel, my people? Why do you do that? Let's go to 23 and let's take a quick, a quick view of them. Hopefully, Phineas, who were priests in Shiloh, disrespected the law of sacrifice. They committed sexual immor immor immorality with the women who came to sacrifice. All Israel knew about it. It was public shame. It wasn't done. Everyone knew about it. And their father was told. Their father was high priest. He was told. A prophet was sent to their father to warn him of the consequences of the, of the sins of his sons, who were also priests. He only spoke to them about it and he left it. Whenever I read, I say, he was lyrical. I said, my children, what is this thing that you are doing? If a man offends man, God will speak to him. But if a man offends God, who will speak? I mean, is that all you can do, man? Think of this same Eli who looked at uh, Samuel's mother and said, hey, woman, you are drunk. If you can look at the total stranger and say they are drunk, why can't you look at your own children and say, hey, boys? What more could Eli have done? I could tell you, if I wear the shoes, I'll find some strong men, take them aside, good, them a good kicking. That's my solution to these things. Or else, he could have put them out of office. He should have put them out of office. This morning as I read, something came to mind. Remember, remember the guy, Asa? Asa stopped his mother from being queen. Now, this is a man who knows what holiness is about. Mama, you, are, you, you, you built them to Asherah. You are no longer good. So Samuel should have stopped. No, Eli should have stopped those boys from being priests. But he didn't. There are consequences. It's simple. And then God comes and speaks to Samuel also. And when Samuel tells him the story, he says, oh, it is God. Let him do what pleases him. naked man. How can you talk like that? He should have fallen on his face and begged. Israel went out to battle against the Philistines and they lost. The answer was, let's go and bring in the Ark of the Covenant. And this time, it was, as someone said, it was Wessa. Because they took a walloping. A lot, 30,000 people died because of the sins of two boys. The loss of two boys. To tell you quickly, when the message, oh, they lost the battle, and horror of horrors, the Ark of the Covenant was taken. Something unheard of. When the message comes and they tell it to Eli, Eli understands his eyes had gone dim. He fell backwards. He was a little bit on the fat side and he broke his neck and he died. Phineas' wife was pregnant. When she heard the news, her labor pains came and as she was giving birth to the child, she died. She's called the child Ichabod. Thy the glory of Israel is departed. I have no time to talk about letter to the seven churches. Except that God says, I know your works. All seven, I know your works. Oh, some of them, he said, yeah, he, he, he complimented them for the good things that we're doing. But you have a few amongst you 
you hold the doctrine of Balaam, you allow that woman Jezebel to teach and to lead my people astray, to seduce my people. I wish I had more time to share on this subject. But the problem we have is that individual actions can affect the collective whole. Be careful what you do. Be careful what you bring home. Be careful what you bring to the group that you belong to. There is collective res uh, responsibility. As I was preparing, I read a piece in the Deuteronomy that said a, man's, uh, a child must answer for his own sins and not for the sins of his father. This went beyond that. This were national borders. Brother, sister, are you doing something you should not be doing? You are online. Are you touching things you should not be touching? The problem for this thing, we have got so short a time to speak. But there is a warning that comes out to us. An individual's action can affect the destiny of many people. Let me pray with you. Our time is gone. Father, help us to be responsible men and women. Help me not to go and bring problem home to my lovely wife and my children. I don't want to be responsible for anything that's untoward. Help me not to bring anything to the presbytery. Help me not to bring something anything to the apostolic church and to humanity. Help me, O oh God. Help me. Cause me to, as you said, remember Lord's wife. Help me to remember Ophni and Phineas and Achan and, and, and Korah, Abiram and Dathan. Help me, O oh God, I pray. When the sins of these men that happen in the Old Testament are mentioned in the New Testament, there is something terrible about them. Help us, O oh God, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, go back and read these things. I've had to rush through what I've just said to you. Holiness. That's what God calls us to. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Abraham Sake of the Apostolic Church All Nation Centre in Kennington, London. Our address is 13 Tyres Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE 11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917. Find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org. The All Nation Centre, reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways.